before I talk a load about whiskey, shall we get into this week's whiskey? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Sounds great. Yeah. Sting me. Yeah. <laughs> you like that one? Sting me. Amazing. That was a good one. Yeah. You were thinking about that? You wrote that one down, did you? No, that's off. <laughs> off the cuff. Off the cuff, mate. Amazing. <laughs> In this week's episode, we head to the lowlands of Scotland where we will try the Glenkinchy 12-year-old single malt scotch whiskey. And I go back to school and share my recent online course experience courtesy of the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy. Also in the lowlands. Sure is. As always, you'll hear from the Whiskey God and also we'd like to hear from you, so please do get in contact on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Whiskey and Things and we're on Instagram at Whiskey and Things Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us the Whiskey and Things podcast. Talk to anyone else. On all your favourite podcast platforms. Thank you, thank you. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Welcome to episode 19 of the Whiskey and Things podcast. I am Dave Giles. And I think I'm Nick Kent. You look tired, mate. All I have in my notes for this, this section is my brain hurts. That's all I've got. <laughs> Literally nothing else is written in there at the moment. But um, you look fresh as a daisy, mate. Oh, mate, look, I'm just off to straight off the golf course. I can see. I went and played nine holes and... Uh, you look like Donald Trump. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a, it does, it's a Celtic Manor hat. Okay. I've had this... A red hat. ...for a while now. It does clearly say Celtic Manor. <laughs> yes, it's... it's. Uh, but you're looking a bit orange like him as well, mate. Sunny, was it today? It was a little bit little bit sun, sun-kissed on, yeah. the, on the old cheeks. I haven't played golf in over a year, so I had. A, I, it was lovely getting out and about. Went with Justin and Liam... Two guys from my function band. And we had a lovely nine holes, Nick. It was a glorious afternoon. Yeah, sounds lovely. I'm glad you had a lovely, chilled afternoon. In fairness, Nick, it was just what I needed after a week camping. Oh, yeah. A tough week camping. Yeah. Tough week camping. Uh, yes. Yeah. I had a busy weekend. We had we had to record. Oh, yeah. What, two days of work? Yeah, we had to record two shows, mate. Yeah. Two days of work you had to do. Blimey. I can't remember my last day off. Yeah, I've been cramming, mate, and we'll find out a bit more about why I've been cramming later. But for now. Before I talk a load about whiskey, shall we get into this week's whiskey? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Sting me. Yeah. Whiskey bots roll out. Hey, mate, I've been thinking about the name of our podcast. You know how we're whiskey and things? Just, yeah, yeah. Well, we got, we got a strange tweet this week. Oh, yeah. From someone who doesn't follow us. Right. Her name's Tracy Jacobs. Oh. She doesn't follow us, so I'm not sure she's ever listened to the podcast. Right. But she tweeted, at Whiskey and Things, I brought some delicious whiskey cake in Moray. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was just which, trying her luck which, to see who she could talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I had, I've got a whiskey, th- and it's a thing. So she just... At whiskey and things, and decided to tell us. Well, thank you for that, Tracy. Yes. You know, well, you know, uh, can we re- have some? It's really made me chuckle. I said, "Tell me more." Oh, and really? She replied, "Chromarty." You're having Heart. conversations. Well, that's it. That's literally it. She has a cat as a as a picture. It was just uh, one of those really innocuous uh, conversations. But she doesn't follow us. Okay. But uh, yeah, not I, yet. It, it just. Really random. It was the most random thing that's happened on Twitter. Clearly, it's about whiskey and things, Mm. but 
it, it made me smile. Maybe she does listen to the show. Well, but uh, and yet she just doesn't follow us. Yeah. But anyway, which is fine. I digress. Hello, Tracy. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dave digresses. Anyway, <laughs> this week's whiskey. We're heading to the Lowlands, Dave. Glen Kinchy. I'll take the Lowlands. Twelve-year-old single malt Scotch whiskey. I think this is our first Lowland. Forty-three percent alcoholic volume. That's correct. I did your work for you, Nick. I know you've been busy today, oh, so yeah. I thought I'd do the research. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I've no, done all. I've done all the research. I'm literally, gonna... as I pressed, as I called you up on House Party, I, I, I better. What did you Google? Fun facts about Glen here Kinchy. We go. All right, here. Right. What's the fun fact? We did the Glen uh, De Quincey thing last week. That was, you know, you've used that little bit of nugget of information up. Did you know, Nicholas? Here we go. Right. That Glen Kinchy is just fifteen miles from the capital, earning it the title the Edinburgh Malt. I did. It's about a thirty minute drive east. Yes, wow. I did know that, mate. I think that was the most basic of research I've done today. To be honest, where the distillery is? <laughs> That's all that came up. That's all that came up. Oh, that's it. Right, okay. Yeah. Yes. Is that helpful? Um, yes, thanks. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, did, did you know, Dave, inside their no. distillery, they have a model of their distillery? Why would they do that? Well, it's a visitor centre, isn't it? It's quite cool, actually. I've seen the, watched the video of it online. It's one we want to go to, actually. They do some really great tours, I've been looking. So I think it's definitely somewhere we need to go. Who's Stephanie? <laughs> no, the tour guide. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, as I said, like they have a like a whole model of their distillery inside their distillery. Underneath the distillery, there's a um, a little stream called Kinchy Bottom. Nice, nice. Is that on the model? Probably. I don't know. I hope so. We need to go so. and find out, mate. I, I want to go to Kinchy Bottom. Yes. Um, the name Kinchy, as you mentioned last week, Dave. Well done. Is a corruption Thanks. of De Quincey, the original owners of the land. Its origins date back to 1825 when it was founded by brothers John and George Rate, originally named the Milton Distillery, but it was renamed, therefore refounded, in 1837. Another good year. Yes. Currently owned by Diageo, like a lot of other whiskey companies. I feel like I should look into that. I don't know anything about that. Anyway, what should I be expecting? Are we, are we starting the tasting notes or are we. Uh, well, funnily enough, we like, Lowlands are known for their kind of very light style. Kind of grassy. Okay. Um, a lot of them were. They used to be triple distilled, actually, which is something which um, they had in common with Irish, Irish whiskeys. whiskeys. Yeah, and now the only one that triple distills is Ockentoshan. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that till today. I Well, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, but, um, and that's a lowland as well. We need to do one before I finish that bottle I've got, actually. Um, oh, cool, yeah. But, keep keep uh, me some. Keep me some, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need to get you some of that. Um, but there's yes. only about 18 distilleries now in the lowlands. Um, although more opening up. Okay. But um, yes, interesting, interesting times. So yeah, so today we're doing the Glen Kinchy 12. Okay. Let's pour this bad boy. I already have. I know. Oh, I, <laughs> I just sniffed the wrong bit. I opened it and then sniffed the microphone. What an idiot. <laughs> you really are tired, aren't I know. you? I, I, my it's- brain is fried. <laughs> I, I, do, I do that all the time. The other day I opened a tin of soup. And I emptied it straight into the bowl when I was meant to put it in the saucepan next to it. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? Oh my God. That's bad. That, did you then try and eat it? Or what, at what no, point did I realised as soon as I put it in the bowl, this cold soup straight in the bowl. 
<laughs> Did you then just microwave it? Have you got microwave? I haven't I got microwave. Know. I cook everything fresh. Oh, interesting. Nice. Yeah. Nick, on the nose, this smells very similar to last week's one. I'm not going to lie. It does, yeah. You've got that kind of cooked fruit stuff. Yeah. Very similar. I think I would have struggled. I know it's been five days since we've had it, but I think I would struggle to do a, a difference on, on the nose. Maybe. One thing I'm getting is honey off the nose, actually, which I hadn't had before from other whiskeys. Mm, honey. Did you shrink anything? I'm not getting that. No. But yeah. Yeah, to me, it's, it's got that whole, smells like grants. I'm getting a bit of I'm white wine as well. No, not getting any of that either. No. More sherry for me. Okay. It's more sherry than white wine. Yeah. Was it finished the sherry cast? No. Bourbon? Uh, bourbon, yeah. They, um, they only do two whiskies at the moment, Glen Kitchy. They do the 12-year-old and they do the distiller's edition, which is 14, which is a sherry cask. If you want to try that, Dave, that's another 20 quid though. This is uh, 40 quid, this bottle. So the, the, the 14-year-old is cheaper? No, it's 20 quid more. It's about 60 quid. Oh, right. I see. I see. I was going to say, that doesn't make any sense. No. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop sniffing and get, get sipping. Yeah. Stop posing with this nose in Kent. It's not as dense as last week. Quite floral. It's definitely lighter, isn't it? Yeah, a lot lighter. Um, quite refreshing. Another fresh one. Um, flowery. Very flowery. Open meadows. I miss open meadows. Ah, miss Tom Meadows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a name you haven't heard for a while, isn't there? Carly Minogue's drummer. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. Yeah. I I prefer this to last week's one by a long stretch. It's weird because they smelt so similar. I was like, oh no. Last week's was richer, for sure. I think it was oilier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this. And it's £10 cheaper than last week's bottle. Yeah. But then three years younger. So you would expect that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Again, some raisin on the tongue. I don't normally get the raisin. I normally get fruitcake, but I don't specifically get raisin. But I'm. It's, this reminds me, remember those... Um, Obviously, they're raisins, but the little red red boxes of California sun-kissed raisins. I just love them. You just get them in your lunchbox. I hated those. Oh, I love them. Freak Absolutely love them. So, uh, yeah, I can I can I've got grape grapes as well. Obviously, they're same as raisins, but that that grapey, raisiny, it's f- very fresh. I really like this. This is really interesting. It leaves a nice tingle around the mouth. Yeah, love it's that. Not too overpowering. On the ethanol scale. No. Um, I'm trying to pick up, there's certain things I've read. Butter icing is something which maybe might be there. Lemon cheesecake, oaky. No. Desert, desert wine, you know, not dessert wine. Desert wine. Mm. <laughs> the old desert wine. It's the mirage in the desert wine. Did Sting write a song about desert wine? Oh no, it was desert rain. <laughs> <laughs> what goes to a sting? Not yet, Dave. Does, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Too soon. No. Too soon. Anyway, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Oh, I've got a f-ing fly in it. <sighs> Has Marty just come into no, his side? This is one of his kids. It's tiny. Get out. I'm going to drink you, otherwise. It's quite a long finish, but not, not unpleasurable. It is when you're trying to fish a fly out of it. There we go. It, on the finish, I am getting the more, more woody flavours. Right. Can you taste the wood? Can you taste the wood? Yeah, it's stewed fruits. It's cooked fruits. Apple-y kind of vibes. Bit of pear. Oh, there it is. Bit of pear. No, I'm getting the apple. Back of the mouth, top of the palate. Nope, pear. More pear than apple for me. Conference pear. Ooh. The best kind of pear. The Vauxhall conference pear. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Anyway, I'm enjoying this. I'm I'm liking it. Me too. This, this This is a good drop. 
Uh, would I spend £40 on it? Um, I would delve into 40 quid zone for this, actually. It's a, you know, a bit more than I'd usually do. It has your cooked fruit vibes. It has your cooked fruit tones, which I know we like from our Duras and our Highland Parks, etc. Mm. But it's a bit lighter, I think. And it's mm. definitely lighter than what we did last week, which was the Glen... Farclass. Yeah, the Farclass. I'm losing my mind out of these Glens. Glens, Glens, Glens. Glens for as far as the eye can see. If someone bought me a bottle of this, I wouldn't be disappointed. And oh, no. if it was on offer, I would definitely grab it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, definitely. I, I'm not sure for me if I would spend 40 quid on this. Yeah. That's just over what I would pay for it. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. I do like it. But it's just that price bracket. I mean, I, I just, yeah. I don't have that kind of spending power, Nick. Yeah. For a casual scotch. A lot, a lot of people don't. But um, as I say, if it's on offer. But I like it. Because it is a bit lighter. Yeah. It's a lighter whiskey for the kind of tones it's got for me, which is why. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had to add, add whiskey to, for me to enjoy it this week. And uh, there's plenty of flavour there. Add whiskey. Add water, yeah? Add water, yeah. Sorry, you haven't had to add water. I, I'm getting something different every every sip, which I think is good. It's, it's, it's lots of different options in that flavour mm. without being... But they all work well together. They combine well together. It's not a... A, a bad combination of, of things that they've combined here. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm impressed, Nick. I think uh, I'm liking quite it. Quite like that one. Quite Good like work. it. Good work, Glen Good Kinchy. Work. Let's have some more Lowlands. Yeah. Let's get the Ockentoshin on. Let's try some more Lowlands. Get, get your Ockentoshin on. Never trust a man who can't spell Ockentoshin. Hey, Nick. So um, this is from near Edinburgh, right? That's correct. That's that's convenient this week, isn't it? That is. It feels like I have a connection with Edinburgh this week. <laughs> Whiskey! So, Nick, I've noticed that you've been a busy boy the last few weeks. I've, been, I've looked tired, haven't I? <laughs> you know, I've been swanning off, not really doing much. But you have been very, very busy. And I must say, Nick, that also over the last few weeks, your knowledge of whiskey and your language that you're using around whiskey seems to be much more refined than it used to be. Yeah, the reason, Dave. Yes. Right, so a few weeks ago, the good people at the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy were kind enough to allow me access to three of their online courses. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. One was called Focus on Flavour. Uh, another was called Wake Up Your Whiskey Nose. <laughs> Those two I'll be talking about in future episodes. But today, I com- literally this afternoon, I completed the Introduction to Whiskey Certificate. What, an actual certificate? Yeah, it's an online course they do. So you had to do a test? Yes, I did a test this afternoon. No way. Passed with flying colours. Oh, congratulations. What did I get? 94.3%? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Although there's one. one. I'll I'll go into it later. There's one which I'm sorry, but I should get the point. Oh, you feel hard done by? I feel hard done by, mate. Ooh, controversial. Whoa. Got me on the technicality. Ah, yeah, but I've goddamn technicalities. But I've reread. I've reread the course, right? And I reckon uh, yeah. I've, I've got them on the technicality. Just saying. Ooh, interesting. Well, we'll get back around to that. <laughs> so, so what's in this uh, introduction to whiskey module? I'll give you a brief background on the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy. They're the only centre of learning for Scotch whiskey and gin, which is approved by the SQA, which is the Scottish Qualifications Authority. Yep. They have a bunch of online courses in whiskey and gin, as well as diplomas, which you can actually go up there and study in Edinburgh. Whiskey um, and gin? Well, Sounds like a podcast. Anyway. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's odd the things. Yeah. 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 The whiskey diploma up there is taught in a place called Arniston House, which is this beautiful mansion, mate. Go to a mansion and do a diploma. Yes, please. Yes. yes. In Edinburgh. Yes. Edinburgh's one of my favourite yeah. cities as well. I love Edinburgh. 
It is gorgeous. I've only been once, but well, I've been twice. But it's, uh, it's gorgeous. I've walked the boards at the Edinburgh Playhouse many times. Uh, mm. Many times. Mm. Love it around there. Mm. Darling. Darling. Excellent. Or darling, as they say in theatre for some reason that I've never been able to fathom. But yeah. <laughs> so um, the introduction to whiskey certificate. Now we're talking whiskey with no E, you remember. Okay. This is specialising in scotch. Right. Okay. Right. So don't quiz you on bourbon or... or- no. It does dip its toes into whiskey processes from other countries, but mainly right. to explain certain things like how climate can affect maturation process, for example. Like, right, okay. Because it's drastically different in Scotland than it is to Kentucky. Yeah. And it goes into that, and it goes through all the processes and why that is, you know. All the science. All the mate, the science galore in here. But, you know, it goes into all the science and all the chemistry, but if you're not into that, you can still understand it as well. Yeah, you can delve in deeper if you want to, or you can just kind of skip over, learn what you want, really. So um, just I'll kind of brush over a few things. It was so detailed and it was really, really interesting. It says eight modules. The first couple of modules kind of cover the background, the origins of distilling, which started in China, apparently. Wow. Yeah. And the history of Scotch whiskey and how the Scotch whiskey industry got to where it is today. And with examples of the pitfalls along the way and where it's thrived. Nice. Um, the third module... It goes into the details about raw materials like the barley, yeast. I know the inside of a bit of barley now, mate, like you wouldn't know. Um, (laughs) I bet you do. Pretty much module four onwards, you really get to know the entire process from the barley field to the bottled product, which is amazing. And for me, it was just filling in blanks all over the place. Yeah, yeah, because to be fair, you've been trying to get to grips with this stuff yourself, even before this opportunity came up. Like, you've been looking into all this stuff like and trying to teach me how this works. So, obviously, as you're saying, there were some gaps in your knowledge, and this has really helped to, to fill them. Yeah, it's basically cemented it in now, because, like, you can research all you can, but there's always bits you're going to miss out. This goes through absolutely every step, um, all the chemistry involved, yeah, and as well, another thing that cleared up for me was um, it goes into the grain spirit, so which is whiskey distilled in a continuous still. So not you know you see that these fancy nice copper pot stills. There's a whole other industry of whiskey which is mainly where blends come from, which you don't really see. Right, it's not sexy. This part of the yeah yeah everyone wants to see the single malt, the copper pot still, and all that kind of stuff. The traditional way it's been done for generations and stuff. When in fact, this other area of the industry is almost more important. You know, it's more profitable. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because the majority of whiskey is blends, right? I, I remember, Yeah, I think it was Jay Bradley who told us that. Yeah, I'll give you an example. In 2014, Diageo operated 28 malt distilleries, yeah, with the copper pots and yeah. all that kind of stuff, and one grain distillery. The one grain distillery produced more spirit per year than the 28 malt distilleries combined. Wow. Yeah, that's a massive part, but it's hard, harder to learn about because it doesn't just pop up in how do you make Scotch whiskey? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's a very important part of the process. But um, so there's so much, it goes into so much detail. And if you're really into whiskey and you want to learn more, I highly recommend this. Has it helped you enjoy whiskey more just to drink it? Yeah. What I loved about it is very interactive. Okay. There's interactive pictures, diagrams, which helps you understand why things are a certain way and why the flavours turn out that way. For example, there's one 
section which explains the concept behind the copper pot steels and why they're different shapes and sizes and how they affect the flavour. Now, I can now look at a still. Does it have an Uji, for example? Does it have an Uji, Dave? Right. Yeah? I don't, I don't know. Does it have an Uji? Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I can now look at one and think, ah, <laughs> oh, the reflux on that is going to be you know, quite high. Is the angle of the line arm at the top, is it straight? Does it go down? Does it go up? Everything affects this reflux, which actually affects the taste of the whiskey. It's stuff like that. I absolutely love knowing this kind of stuff now. Yeah, it makes sense that you would have enjoyed this because you do like looking at the tiny minutiae of how these things work. I love how things work. Do you know um, what this reminds me of? This particular module, I'm sure I'm, I, it reminds me of when we first went to music school and did our diploma and yeah. that first 10-week course where the first five weeks would just go back to basics. It was literally, let's... You, you think you know how to play bass or you think you know how to play guitar. Yeah. Well, forget everything you've learned because we need to take you right back to stuff you think you know, but do it properly and overdo it because that's going to really enforce everything into a better, higher level. So you can go even further with exactly. your knowledge. So sometimes, and, and we'll fill in gaps that you didn't even know were there yeah. in your knowledge. And, and that enabled us to get to the further modules and, and understand it better and, and therefore be able to, to be better musicians. Had we just jumped ahead because we've all a certain standard straight away, everyone was supposed to know all that first five weeks before we yeah. got there. But rather than take it for granted, they took us all back and, yeah. and smashed us and really, really drilled it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was connecting all those dots you thought you knew. And it, it was a lot of that in here. I was going... Oh, yes. Ah, there was a lot of that. Eureka moments. Yes. A lot of eureka moments. A lot of that kind of thing. It's got some great stuff in it. I mean, there's some great videos in there explaining everything from inside the distillery. So they're taking you around. There's one part where they have a 360 degree interactive video tour. Okay. Where you can... You can just move around, move the camera around as you want. It takes you around the distillery. If you want to, if you've got the right equipment, you can put them as VR glasses, VR goggles or whatever. Oh, wow. And look around. And have a walk around. And all the information pops up in front of you. It's really cool. So they've, they've, they've done their homework on this. They've really put together a unique package here. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really in-depth. It's great. Again, you get out what you want to get out of it. Each module ends with a quiz. Just let yeah. you know how, you, how you're getting Reinforce on. it. And it's all multiple choice. And there's a test at the end. Again, that's multiple choice as well. The people these are aimed at, people who are looking to get into the whiskey business, it's great. Yeah. Because it gives you a good foundation to kind of catapult yourself off. Bartenders might like this if they really care and they really want to kind of get into their product and move it to the next level. But I think, as we were saying earlier, general enthusiasts, it's great because it just gives you all the background knowledge, understanding to be able to just discuss with like-minded people what you uh, what you want to articulate, basically. And you get more enjoyment out of the whiskey because you know exactly the process it's been through and how to find something else you might like. As a result. As oh, a result. that's really... See, now that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's something I'd not, not thought of. That actually is a result of you having a greater understanding Another factor is if someone says, oh, what shall I get my friend for his birthday? He he likes Lagavulin, hmm. but I want to get him something slightly different. You would now, well, you probably would have been able to answer that one anyway, but, yeah, but- you, you, you might be able to offer something a little bit out there, which I wouldn't think of yeah. because that, that maybe not be an Isla whiskey, just because you might be able to have an idea of, uh, of other factors involved, which may make someone like something if they like a particular whiskey. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great, yeah. Anyway, anyway, remember I said I got 94%. Yes. 94.33, yes. just saying. Um, yeah. 
Right, this is one of the questions I got wrong. Yeah, you'll get this, Dave. Don't worry about it. What is the optimum moisture level for barley if you want to store it? What, what, my, what my options? 10, 11, 12, or 13% moisture? Clearly 13. Clearly 13. That's the one answer which would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, and that's why I've got a whiskey podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I put 10. Okay. Right. That's not a massive window, is it? 4%. No. Yeah? No, I no, put no, 10. No. The answer's 12. So I got that one wrong. I look back at the notes. Barley is dried for storage. Once dried to under 12% moisture. Is 10% under 12%? I think it is. Just saying. Anyway, let's move on wow. from that. So wow. I think I nailed it. I think I got an extra. Steward's inquiry. Let's yeah. have a steward's inquiry. Anyway. Remark. We- remark. Remark the test. <laughs> anyway, Nick, Nick this, this does sound fantastic. How can people find out more? How can I find out more? You can log on to edinburghwhiskeyacademy.com to find out more. And for a limited time, they're offering a 30% discount on all their courses. Fantastic. Yeah. So over the next few weeks, um, I'll be talking about the other two courses they've been kind enough to give me access to. Focus on flavour and wake up your whiskey nose. Two things I really need to work on. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to those. Good work, Nick. I'm really actually proud of you as well. Good good job getting that, that high percentage and doing all this work. Thanks, uh, mate. Because it's for the benefit of the pod, which yeah. just means I can go out and play golf some more. <laughs> <laughs> which is oh! also... If <laughs> Another fantastic Scottish pastime. So, you know. Oh, yeah. You so, know, when yeah. we're up there, when we go up and we, we go and visit the Edinburgh distilleries and all that. Or, or, and Glen Kinchy. Don't worry about it. And then I can go and play some golf. Boom. Amazing. <laughs> well, Dave, I'm going to just sit back now um, and just let somebody else do the work because I'm pretty brain dead, to be honest. I can't talk yeah. about whiskey anymore. No. I'm, I'm well, fortunately, burnt. fortunately, we've got our big mate up in the sky, haven't we? Thank God he's here. Oi, better hurry <laughs> up. Oi, God. Whiskey God. Glenn, whatever your name is. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Sweet child of mine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sweet baby Jesus and the orphans. I've observed that you've been furthering your Scotch education, Nicholas. It's about time. We're only on episode 19. But don't worry, Uncle Whiskey God is here to give the show a worthiness and credibility only a real divine being like I can give. Oh, Uncle Whiskey God. Uncle Whiskey God. You bit up yourself today, aren't you? Yeah. Wow. Well, you've just made me want to try harder to overtake your whiskey knowledge. Just saying. It's time for the Whiskey God to show his true quality. Is Quality Street. <laughs> anyway. Oi, God. Right, do some work around here. Could you give us your wonderful tasting notes, please? For the Glen Kinchy 12-year-old single malt scotch whiskey. Glen Kinchy 12-year-old single malt scotch whiskey. Tasting notes. On the eyes. Light golden amber on the nose malty and smoky manuka honey ghosts of citrus on the palate watery with a low viscosity malty and grainy 
that citrus now pops out in full force with granny apple and some nutty notes, maybe hazelnut. The honey present, let it sit a bit and you'll get that woody oak in the end. On the finish, still the lingering of malted barley and woodiness over and over and over. This may have not ended as sweet as it started, but it still invites another sip nonetheless. Overall, for its mid-tier price, I am slightly disappointed. This is a good scotch. However, it rings true of entry-level accolades that would denote a much lower price point. A small addition of cool water actually boosts this whiskey into a higher tier, bringing out more of the sweet citrus notes to balance this highly repetitious woodiness, oakiness, maltiness. Glenkinchy never disappoints, but they should be more aware of their place in the game. Glenkinchy. 12-year-old single malt scotch whiskey. Keep learning, Nicholas. But you'll need me for a while yet. <laughs> whiskey got out. Wow. Wow. I've got so much to say right now. Me too. I'm, I'm overwhelmed at the moment. I've got so much to say. I think you need to know your place in the game whiskey god <laughs> i think he does number one uncle yes. whiskey god yeah maybe we should just gloss over that. let's just gloss over that yeah we won't go there that's just creepy yeah number two i mean he's on at you about how much he we're gonna need him despite all your learning most of his tasting notes you had i know honey apple, apple. yeah oakiness you had all that had it all you right. had all of that so, yeah. you know, he wants to learn his own place in the game. And not only that, he should be pleased, and right? Entry-level accolades he was talking about. It'd be, this is yeah. a 12-year. This is their entry level. As I said, they're only doing two at the moment. But yeah, it used to be 10 was their entry level. So, you know, he's getting two more years. So he should be, should be happy. God, he's never happy, is he? I know we said that perhaps it's a little bit out of my price range. Mm. But I like this a lot. I think he's... I've, I'm not so sure I agree with that. No, I don't. I like it. It's fresh. I would definitely buy a bottle of this if, uh, or buy it as a gift. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So, would you buy it as a gift for someone? That's, that's, that's really interesting. That's probably it. Yes, I would. That's the test, yes, isn't it? Yes, I would. That's, I definitely would. And if someone, if so, here's another one. If someone was asking me to recommend a fl- florally, woody, unpeated whiskey, I would happily recommend this to buy for someone. You would like this. Try this. You would like this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That is the test. I'm, I'm with you. So... So up yours, God. Yeah. Anyway. Bring back bring back Nick Kent. Yes. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yes. Coming for you. talk. Anyway, let's like. talk about something else. Yeah. What am I doing? I have no idea. My brain's fried. <sighs> Give me a sting. Sting him up. Give him a sting. <laughs> the whiskey. Man, it's been a lot of whiskey. A lot of whiskey and your brain is fried. Yeah. Can we talk about something else? Um, don't get me wrong, yeah. I love that course. You know why it is? We've done three shows in six days. Yeah, it has, yep, yep. Because today's Wednesday, we had the live show. On Sunday. Which our Patreons uh, attended on Sunday. And we did the last recording for episode 18 on on Friday. That's a lot of whiskey. And with all that, I've been cramming this test. I'm a bit fried, mate, to be honest. 
I've enjoyed yeah. it, yeah. but I'm a bit fried. Yeah, I understand. I understand. You know. So yeah, anyway, I went golf today. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, like, I, I, I'm going to say this seriously though. I love playing golf. I'm not very good at it. Right. I wish I was good at it. It's one of those things you have to do regularly, right? To be good at. And it's it's expensive and, or it can get expensive and time consuming. Two things I don't have much of, right? So, <laughs> yeah. but time and money. I, I wish I could play golf. Nick, is there something that you wish you were really good at that you don't already do? Oh, oh, wow. I've got a great answer for this because there is one thing I wish, I, and I've never tried to be good at it. But I wish I was good at it. And I, every time I do it, I wish, oh, I should do this more often. You know what? I should do this more often. 10-pin bowling. Oh, okay. I wish I was good at 10-pin bowling. Every time I go, I'm like, I feel like I've got all the attributes to be good at this. Mm. I just don't know what I'm doing. And I enjoy it. Big Lebowski, mate. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Kingpin. Yeah. Some of my favourite movies have got bowling, bowling at central to them. Mm. I, just think, I just think it's a really relaxing way to just go and spend an hour. And it's not too expensive. No, it's not relaxing. The sound of the pins going down, I find really therapeutic. No, I don't. The, the thing I don't find relaxing is the fact you're kind of on a time limit and everyone's watching you. Golf's relaxing because you're in the middle of the countryside. Yeah, but you you are often on a time limit. It's often someone up your bum telling you you got to get, get a wriggle on. I watched a skit of, uh, who did it? Carl Dunnigan is a comedian in the States. He did a thing about... The fact that 10 pin bowling is the worst thing you can do on a first date. Because what are you doing? You're, you throw a ball. Yeah. That person watches you throw a ball. Then you're like, oh. Then she picks up a ball and you kind of walk past each other and you're like, oh, oh, nearly got it. Oh, oh. Then you go kind of sit down or linger. Then she throws her ball. And it's that, what, 20 times over? Yeah, it's a good point. There's no good fun. And then, the you have, and, then you have a se- and then you have a second game. Yeah, all you've got to laugh at is, oh, I'm a bit shit at this, aren't I? Oh, oh, what was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my advice. Don't take anyone bowling on a first date. On a first date. Good advice. Good advice. Yeah. So is that what you wish you were good at, dating? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I'd done something else like getting out into nature. Sailing would be good. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Dead expensive. Oh, dead expensive. Yeah. More expensive than golf. Funny that, isn't it? All the really kind of the stuff you really want to get good at is expensive. But it depends. You can, there's probably like clubs and stuff. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Or canoeing. Canoeing. Oh, just rowing. They have that up here, actually, near where I live. Do um, they? Yeah, there's a big water sports centre in the um, in the Salford Keys up here. Go-karting. Oh, okay. Okay. We're getting into it now. Driving in general. Performance driving. Yes. Performance go-karting driving. and all. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, we're there. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. We're there. Speed. Yes. Speed. Yes. Yeah, track days and things something like that. Something that did cross take- my mind earlier was flying, but that's another really expensive like Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, driving, yeah. you're on the floor, you're fine. You can do it with your mate, it's a lot easier. <gasps> I got one. I got one. Ice skating. I wish I was good at ice skating. Mm. I love ice skating and I pride myself on the fact that I haven't fallen over in the last 15 years of ice skating, you know, since those outdoor ice skates appeared. Here's the thing, right? Last time I went and I didn't fall over, but I just don't think I was taking enough chances. Oh, I love taking chances. The only only thing I can't ever do is go backwards. It really annoys me. I I turn around and I start doing a little shimmy and I just don't go anywhere. It's so (laughs) frustrating. The little Giles shimmy. 
but no I love ice skating I go up I go down I'd love to but I'd love to be able to do some of the like jumps and all that kind of stuff I'd love it I, I love it mm. I wish I was good at ice skating well, and skating in general in fairness I'm imagining you ice skating <laughs> I, I love ice skating <laughs> have we never been I've been with Danny have we never been all I'm picturing now is that arms everywhere no you in sequins <laughs> That's what oh, I was picturing. Could you imagine? Was it Blades of Glory? Was it? What was that film? Oh. <laughs> That's all I'm Amazing. seeing at the moment. You dance with oh, another yeah. dude, like with sequins on. Yeah, well, me and, me and Danny went. <laughs> Dancing that together. That was us. Me and Danny Gruff. When? Had a great time. When? Oh, it was like on one of, the, one of these first dates with Naomi. It was a double date when me and my ex, we, we went to Winter Wonderland. And the girl. <laughs> to be fair, that's a pretty good double date. The girls didn't go ice skating, but Daddy and I did. So then we left the girls on their own and Daddy and I went off ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. romantic. I've never been to Winter Wonderland. Oh, it's horrible. I hate it. Anyway, it's the wrong time of year to be talking about that. Oh, yeah. But I, I, know, I, know I've, I know I've got us onto that by bringing up ice skating, but anything, anything else you think of? Not really. Oh, oh I've got one other because it's really a cheap one as well. I wish I was good at drawing. I know that's a really simple thing. But I wish I was... I, I like sitting down with a pen and a pencil and just like doodling. I'm not any good at it. It's just random things. But when you see someone who's really good at, at like with penmanship and like, you know how our friend Annie's really good at handwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyone who's... I'm rubbish with pens and pencils. I've got no I've no control. My fingers are too fat or something. I don't know. Uh, no, we're kind of in the um, the generation where... You might be good at it as a kid, but now everything's on phones and computers and stuff. We don't practice enough, do we? I was never really good at it as a kid. I wanted to be. I just never was. Uh, see, I was a good artist as a kid. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, I was in the like Our class. friend Jay, who paint, paints stuff, I love all the stuff that he does. Like, I couldn't do any of that. Not with that attitude. Not, well, maybe so. Maybe so. I bet you could. Maybe so. Bet you could. Jay could teach you. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I should ask him to. Maybe. Anyway, that was just, uh, yeah, I just thought um, thought I'd ask that question. And yeah. listeners, please let us know. Is, is there anything that you wish that you'd be good at that you're not good at? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's depressing. Is that depressing? No. It should be inspiring, if anything. I think, yeah. Like, I think there's a few of those things, which I know if I spent enough time at, I think I could be a good bowler. I think I could be a good ice skater. I probably could be a good drawer if I actually really spent some time on it. <laughs> I still imagine you ice skating. <laughs> oh, the sequins. The sequins. Anyway, give me a sting. Oh, we're doing that, are we? That's now a thing. That's now a thing. Whiskey and Stings, the podcast. Oh. <laughs> You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Right, end of the show. End of episode 19. Saved by the bell. Churning them out, mate. Three this week. <laughs> Churning them out. Saved by the bell. Yeah, well, you're back at school, aren't you? So, you know. All right, yeah. AC Slater over there. <laughs> Mate, have you watched those back ever? Zach Morris is a bad person when you look at him back. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, yeah. let's leave that there. There's a whole series online about how much of a bad person Zach Morris is. <laughs> it's wow. Quite, it's on Funny or Die or something like that, or Comedy Central online. Nope. Um, highly recommend one, it. He's, he's, one, he's one of the reasons why we... We as men perhaps haven't behaved as well because we learnt how to exist through the eyes of Zach. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, that got deep. That did get deep. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
Have you uh, have you been through the comments at all, Dave? We got anything fun? I have been through the comments. There you go. Um, right. Jeff Whiskey has, has offered us a, a Glen Kinchy review. Um, he said it was quite interesting. Uh, weirdly, he did pick out the honey, the same as you, and he also uh, has found some soft lemon oat biscuits. Which uh, I think you mentioned the lemon shortcake, didn't you, or something like that? Lemon. There was a lemon cheesecake. Yeah, that was another note I read, which I was trying to get get out, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, clearly, clearly, he did get that. So, so yeah, I mean, he's given it a fifteen out of twenty-four Jeffs, which, uh, which oh, um, still he, he says plenty it, of Jeffs, still plenty of Jeffs, plenty of Jeffs to do some damage. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, with with how cheeky the, the whiskey god is getting, I think I think we should get the jester on at some point <laughs> to replace the old whiskey god. I'm planting that seed now, mate. I'm planting that seed now. Oh. Get get the jester on. Get him on. Get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. Anyway, what are we doing next week? <laughs> well, it's a big week next week, mate. It's number 20. Oh, my word. It is, isn't it? Number 20. Good Lord. How did that happen? Anyway, um, we better do something quite nice then. Okay, I've decided, Dave. Yeah? We're going to do the Bullet Kentucky Straight Bourbon 10-year-old. We've done the original a few... What, a long time ago now, um, even for us. And this next week, we're going to be doing the 10. Which- Nick, I'm about to blow your mind. As long as that's all it is. <laughs> what episode did we do Bullet? Uh, it was something like uh, t- three or four, wasn't it? Episode two. Ah, oh, I was going to say that. I got mixed up with the Ruse interview. Oh, yeah, it was two, wasn't it? And next Bullet we're doing is the 10 year. 10 times two. 10 times two wow. is episode 20. Look Just at you. I blow your mind there. Oh, mate. Mind, I did that on the spot, mate. My I mind's did that blown. on the spot. Where's my mind? Could, on the could spot. you just hold on a minute? I need to go pick my mind up off the floor. What? You're welcome. You're well, yeah. You've just, made a mess of my flat. Oh, again. mate, there's, there's goo everywhere. Good Lord. No, I've forgotten time. everything. Won't everything I've learned from the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy is all gone. You have to put it all back in again. It's all gone. You're welcome. Good. Because you, you enjoyed doing that course so much, you could do it all over again. Exactly. Another show done. Yes. Thanks very much. Um, I, look, I look forward to uh, trying that. I've never had, uh, obviously I'm a big fan of Bullet, so trying that 10-year-old I'm excited about because uh, it should should be really good because it's, it's yeah. going to be one of their more... Well, you like it. I know you like a Bullet. So, um, oh, I do love a Bullet we'll and see. I love a Bourbon. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see how different it is. Um, I'd like to thank again the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy for um, giving me access to their course. I look forward to talking about the other modules in a few weeks' time. And remember to log on to edinburghwhiskeyacademy.com to find out more and to take advantage of that 30% discount they're currently offering for a limited time. So yeah, should we uh, hit it and quit it, Dave? Or should we take it to the bridge? I don't know. (laughs) Whatever we do. Cheers. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.